Hi, this is Elaine Benfield, and welcome to another episode of Her Stories. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Patsy Saunders. Patsy, thank you so much for joining me on Her Stories. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and meet you in person, finally. <laughs> yes, exactly. So as, as Patsy, you and I have been talking that, um, what I want to do and start off as I do with every Her Story is why I find you inspiring. So you and I haven't met in person, but I heard your story and you and I have been in touch and, you know, you've been a master hairstylist for over five decades. First of all, that seems like a lie, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. Um, and, uh, seven years ago, you made an experiment that changed you and your clients. And I think one thing that really resume, resonated to me is you wrote this line for me of you're passionate about helping other women be more confident approachable, attractive, and feel beautiful as themselves. That just was music to my ears Yep. because I feel that women are beautiful no matter what, <laughs> but in society, sometimes it's hard. And I think women lack sometimes confidence. Um, so to me, that's so inspiring. And I'd love to, us to start our dialogue um, and conversation of who are you? Tell us about your background. Give us to who you are today. Okay. Well, I'll just start out by where I'm at today. Um, in April, my husband and I will celebrate 55 years of marriage. So that to me is, you know, uh, yeah. And we have a daughter and a son that are both married and we have five grandsons uh, between them. So when the last couple of years ago, we moved up closer by him when my husband retired from his job. And um, so, you know, to me, family is so important. Like everything's about family. But it wasn't like that all the time, right? So I grew up in a family that was very poor. My dad was a, a logger, so he worked seasonally. And when my mom, uh, when I hit about junior high age, she went to work in a lumber mill where they made rubber furniture. And she was not the girly type. She wore jeans, jeans and all that kind of stuff. And so I became the other mother. So I have an older brother, young brother and sister. So I was expected to get my siblings up, get them dressed, make sure they had breakfast and got their lunches made. And we got off to school. Then when I got home, I was responsible for cleaning the house and starting dinner before my parents got home. And so a lot of responsibility, but you know, it, it was what it was. But the part that I think was hardest is that my parents became alcoholics, a lot of stress, you know, not having enough money and my dad working seasonally. And, um, when I was younger, I, you know, I went through molestation by my grandfather and my older brother and, you know, all that stuff. And the part that saved me really is I started going to Sunday school. When I was a little girl. I love going to Sunday school and singing songs. And I used to go to church camp every year. And for me, it was a vacation. I didn't have to clean the house. I, you know, like I had to do KP duty, but I, it was a vacation for me when I was a kid. Right. And, um, so I found the Lord in that time. And I, there was a period in my junior high years that I said, I am not going to live like my parents. I am going to, you know, go to beauty college and have a four bedroom house with, with a fireplace and have six kids and have my own salon. I mean, that was my dream. I always wanted to do hair. How Did old, my mom's hair, the neighbor's hair. <laughs> how old were you when you said that, when you knew that? I think I was probably about 14 or 15. And in, in, in church camp, they taught us to pray for our future spouse. 
And uh, and I did that, not really knowing what that meant, and to save myself for him. Well, my dad had me petrified of sex, so uh, it wasn't hard to do. <laughs> and so, and then I find out later as I get older, my parents had to get married. My dad didn't want that for me. He was trying to protect me. But mm -hmm. I thought I did not have a great relationship with my dad until I was probably in my 50s. So mm -hmm. the story is my younger sister, when she was five, my parents went on an elk hunting trip. My grandmother came and watched us. And my little sister got up early in the morning. She doesn't usually do that. And she stood by the fireplace and her cotton nightgown caught on fire. And she burnt the back of her legs. My parents came home. My grandmother blamed me. I never took that on because she was always my little favorite. You know, we were really close. And so life was hard for my parents because my dad felt guilty for leaving. And so he became, you know, she became his favorite child, which was fine. I didn't, you know, but. It took a long time to build a relationship with my dad. And I think what I've learned is that women get their self-esteem from their dads. And my daughter is adored by my husband and they've always had this relationship. And so when I work with women and, you know, a lot of faces, a lot of times it's hard for them to identify their natural beauty and embrace who they are. I had eight boyfriends my freshman year, like, one time I went steady half an hour. I mean, it was just crazy. But trying to find find out, you know, am I pretty? Do I fit in? <laughs> like, oh, it's just yeah. crap. So I, uh, my grandmother had a restaurant. And so in order to have nice school clothes, I worked every summer and every weekend. So I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to do in high school. I was in the band. I played the flute. You know, I got to go to the football games for free, you know. But, um yeah, I had to work from young, right? Buy all my school clothes to fit in. And um, yeah, it, you know, it was just that journey, right? So I realized that when I was working at my grandma's restaurant, when I was going into my senior year, between junior and senior year, I met this handsome blonde guy. <laughs> and uh, I had a, kind of had a crush on him. And all the single, he worked in a mill. There was a mill in this town next to where we lived. And all the, all the guys come in and, you know, they eat there because they didn't cook at home. And so I kind of had a crush on him and I became friends with his friend and his friend told him, and then he asked me out and we started dating and the rest is history. But you know what I'm saying? So he was opposite of my dad. He was blonde, laid back, sweet, yeah. kind man. And my dad was kind of a gregarious. He loved people, you know, outgoing. And, um, but anyway, I just adored him. And I knew the second time we went out, we we're going to get married. Like, you know, we know women know yeah. intuition wise stuff. You yeah. don't even understand it, especially when I was young, but, um, yeah. So my and parents so couldn't afford a wedding. So Patsy, <laughs> you were saying that you ended up working. Did you always, even as you know, it's a hard childhood. You have to work. Did you, you said you knew you wanted to be a hairdresser. When did you start going into it as a profession? Like, did you do that as a young child oh. or like, you know, like were you oh, in high school? Like, I, when I was in high school, I could apply for a free scholarship to beauty college and I won it, but I didn't know till I went to my first day of class that I had to have, I had to buy my own kit, which was $200 and I didn't have the money. We didn't have the money in. So one of my grandmothers loaned me the $200. So when you work, go to beauty college, you do, you have a freshman room and you get everything, but what you got was 
tips. So I took my tips and I paid my grandmother off by the time I was done beauty college. And I had a job before I even got out of beauty college. Like I knew what I wanted. I knew people in town. I found a salon to work in. So that's, I mean, I, I think I got my license when I was 19, graduated 18 and it's like nine months to beauty college. And um, yeah. yeah, so I've owned so four salons, well, five now. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it hard to change from salons? Because a lot of it is the clientele and the rapport. And, you know, when you made this life change to be near family, was that hard for you going, oh, I've built my career and these clients, you've done it a few times. Like, how is that? Because that has to be so challenging, you know, moving and doing it that. It is hard, but we... Yeah, we got married. We lived in a little country house, a little house in this, the mill had housing. And then we had a chance to buy a house that had a salon next door. It was a four bedroom. It had a fireplace. And so uh, at 23, we had the house. I was 23 years old. We had the house. We had, uh, I had my license. I had been working. Uh, We decided two kids was good instead of six. Cause I was working, but my kids could come next door and see me. Like it, it all really worked raising our, our family and stuff. So I realized that, and I didn't even know that, you know, I had these goals and I had attained them times by the time I almost was 23. And that's when I realized, well, I, you know, probably should go to church in the town. I could pick up more clients. <laughs> so, yeah. so I went to church and I started, you know, changed our life about really you know, knowing who I was, knowing how much God loved me. And I just had a different path, you know, more of a spiritual path for myself and my husband and my kids. And so that was, that really got me through a lot. And then we sold that. And when our kids got in high school and moved closer to town so they could go to these activities and they could walk to everything. We lived there for years. And then we moved to the town above San Francisco about an hour. Um, When my husband retired, from the lumber company. When the lumber companies closed, he was one of those guys that lost his job. So we moved to be by my daughter and her husband and our first grandson. So we lived there 16 years. Then a couple of years ago, we moved up here. So within that time, I worked at salons. I owned four salons. I manifested a makeover studio when I started doing this essence reveal work. And then COVID closed me down. And uh, so I started getting on the Hollywood squares, thinking, now what am I going to do, God? How can I help people? I can't serve people if we're on. And then I realized we all had good lighting. And I felt like God gave me a downloadable one. If you put together a, a t- typing kit and test it out and see who do, you know, see if it worked. So I did a beta testing. One lady in Oregon, I think, and one in Texas. And then I had a girlfriend and I love working with coaches. She had a bunch of friends that wanted to have the color typing down because she'd already experienced it and the difference it made in her life. So they met in her office. And so I would send fabrics, metallics and reds and then patterns and little uh, lipstick kits to put on. So I color typed everybody and I, so it was not hard. And then I worked everybody virtually on the zoom. So it worked. See, that's amazing. So, so you were saying like seven years ago, you made the change, but explain to me what that color, because I did all the research to go, okay, what does that mean? Because it's true. Like, you know, I'm, I'm an enhanced blonde, but some colors don't look good with me. And some things like bring out and my mom and I had similar coloring and warm colors. Like I've learned over the years, but explain what that means with like the essence and color testing to other people that don't know what that is. Explain what that is. 
Okay, well, let me give you a little backstory. We moved to Santa Rosa. We first did that. That was a big move because we'd lived one place for a long, long time. But I was miserable. I weighed 250 pounds. I had a hard time getting a job, experienced prejudice for the first time in my life. But I'd been color typed in the 80s. I knew I was a winter. I needed to wear black and jewel tones. And I always looked nice. Nobody ever thought I was that heavy. But I'd been on the diet roller coaster most of my life. I was miserable. Then when I, oh, I, I met a lady who introduced me to a 12-step 12 12-step 12 program for food. And I went to that program. And I went from a size 20-22 to a 6-8 in eight months. And I have kept that off for 15 years. And in that program, I met my friend. And her husband, they became my new clients when I finally got a job. And she was a speaker trainer. And she said, Patsy, would you come do the hair at my training? Because my image stylist is going to do their colors. So that's how I kind of got introduced into it. So the image stylist said, well, there's four different elements, air, fire, water, and earth. Each one has a shape. It goes by their, you know, their natural character traits, their natural, you know, uh, giftings, their physical features. And when you drape them in the right colors, they just light up. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, yeah, that'd be fun. So I, she'd say, give them an A line, do layers, give them a bang or whatever I did. And she loved it. And then my friend Susan said, Hey, Patsy, she'll color type you in the elements if you want. I said, Oh no, I'm, I look, I'm fine. I know how to look nice. She mm -hmm. said, Patsy, you know, you've been complaining to me a lot lately. Things aren't going so well in business wonderful what, what you're wearing is keeping people mm -hmm. from working with you well i knew i could be open to possibilities and vulnerable or yeah. i could keep struggling and i was yeah, in a new town hey, trying to find new clients yeah i mean it's having a girlfriend yeah. kind of push you to be like well, wait a second so i i get that i have friends that do that to me yeah somebody that cares about you will ask you those hard questions right and mm -hmm. so I said, fine. I just don't want to be one of those fires. Guess who was a fire? I was, I had really an attitude. Fire's a little sassy. And so she explained, Patsy, in the old, in eighties, people, you know, the, the different seasonal color typings match your hair, skin and eye colors. Well, I had chocolate brown eyes and dark brown hair and olive skin. I automatically was an earth, right? But she mm -hmm. said, today, people uh, want to be themselves. They want, they have their own unique look and style. They don't want to be stuck in a mold. She said, this is more in alignment with who you are naturally, how you show up and the gifts you're doing already. And she said, fires are movers and shakers and they get stuff done. Yet that was me. So when she said that, she goes, let's do this. Let's just go shopping at a consignment store and you buy a few tops and wear them to work. And she said, if people don't treat you differently, you don't have to do this. I said, okay, I'll do that. And every time I'd wear one of those tops to work, my clients would go, Patsy, you look pretty today. Or Patsy, you look really nice today, all week long. And then the salon owner said to me next week, what are you doing different lately? You look amazing. I still had purple highlights in my hair. She said, I said, I changed my tops. She said, well, whatever it is, it works. Works. Then I realized that I could add that image styling to my hair salon business because mm -hmm. no other salon or stylist was doing mm -hmm. that kind of work. I don't so think they still. I decided to get trained I, by Barbie. I don't think people are doing it enough though, because it is kind of like you know we talked earlier, you know, as we were starting that you know I'm an enhanced blonde, but my natural colors I've lost it. I don't even know it's some mousy brown. It doesn't work 
as I've gotten yeah. older, lighter. But it's interesting. I, I love wearing black. Yeah. I'd wear black all day long. But I, what I've been told is the minute, as you said, the minute I wear like I have blue eyes and the minute I wear blues, people are like, oh, oh, you look different. You look good. And I, I'd never, because to me, I'm like, oh, I love black. And it's funny that my inner circle of girlfriends are like, why don't you wear blue more? Why don't you, you know, and it's, it is, you know, finding that kind of combination. You know, I had horrible bangs. Well, let me tell you um, why. We've been pre-programmed by the fashion industry. We've been programmed by the fashion industry, right? You only look thin if you wear black and everybody should wear black. It's not true. Any dark color in your palette does the same thing as black because dark color set back and light brings out. And so, you know, blue is, as a blonde, blue is such an enhancing color. And black is like, when people wear black and it's not in their color palette, it's like they're wearing an invisible cloak. They, they don't, they can't connect energetically with you. They can't connect with you because the color you're wearing is saying, I'm here, but don't talk to me. (laughs) People don't realize that, you know, because colors, colors magical. When I changed and people started complimenting me, it was because energetically I could connect with them. They could connect with me. It's like a gift you give the world when you allow them to see you. But we're so trained not to be seen, especially as women. You're not to be seen and heard. And now the feminine is on a rise and move over men. (laughs) No, but it's true, Patsy. And I feel that like sometimes I always want to be, I'm such an outgoing person, but I liked black because I'm so outgoing that I would kind of settle in the background. And then what I've realized is the brighter my color, it changes my mood. And I had bangs, which used to hide my eyes. Yeah. And my, um, my youngest son said, you know, mom, why do you have those things? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, those bangs, do you need it? And he came over and pulled my bangs back and said, I don't think you need them. And he was like 11. And I was like, oh my God, I went to my hairdresser and he said, I've been going to him for over 20 years. And he, he laughed and said, I've been trying to get you to rid of those bangs. And then, and it took me a year to grow them out. And I was like, oh my God, I came into my own. I can make my hair go up and down lengthwise. Sometimes he jokes that it gets too long and then I just look trampy. (laughs) However, but, but you know, you just look and go, I spring, I'm going to cut it a little bit shorter. And then the winter I go, but it, my whole almost aura changes. Absolutely. So I, you know, that's yes, amazing. Absolutely. It's so fun to have a better sense of who you are. And sometimes if you're open to possibilities and you listen to your 11 year old son, other people have eyes that see you differently. We're pretty hard on ourselves as women and we get stuck. Okay. I look good here. And I think that <laughs> what I do is help women step into being more of themselves, share some of your natural gifts and characteristics. Why this color makes you light up. Why would you wear this color? Like here's my color palette, right? All these warm fall colors, right? Like this. And when I wear these, I get compliments all the time. Yeah. No matter what color I choose, but each color strip has, has a purpose in your fan. And I go into that and share that with you. And you want to wear a dynamic you're on, on camera, you want to wear a foundation. You're the speaker. You're the expert. You're going to go out and meet friends or go networking. You want to wear a dynamic. You want people to remember you. That's why blue is so illuminating for you is because it lets you really um, 
reflect your natural personality, like more open and fun, right? Maybe. And then if you're working with hard things, sometimes you wear softer colors. So you get to choose. No, it is. It is remarkable how the energy of hair and style. And I think I always lacked self-confidence. You know, I'm definitely need to lose weight and whatever and yada, yada. But, but I'm still more confident as a human with my hair. I never feel better than when I leave that hairdresser. When I leave my friend Michael's, I'm telling you, I take a photo almost every time to be like, I just, I get so happy. I've never been, that is like my favorite day of the, of, you know, I see him pretty much once a month and I'm like, I love feeling that rejuvenation almost of like, Hey, even if it's a little trim, even if it's only my roots, it changes my whole inner being almost. So I'm sure you feel that with your clients and everything with the color combination of clothing. Well, and part of, yes. And part of, see, the thing is too, your hair sets the pace for when people look at you. So here's something I want to tell you. People make an assessment today about you in the first three to five seconds they see you. And 50% is on what you're wearing. So when your hair looks great and you have something you feel good in wearing, you have a whole different energy that you bring to the day, to the event, to whatever you're doing. So that's why hairstyle is so important. That's why a good hairdresser is so important. And you keep going till you find the right one. You you found a great guy. Yay. Yay. Because, you know, they're going to, you need to listen to them. Hey, let's give you a different look. Here's some pictures. And when I work with my clients, I will send them pictures. Here's some suggestion for your element type. This is the styles that fires wear. They're sassy. We can wear highlights. We can wear, you know, all kinds of different looks. We're pretty edgy. And each one has a different energy they bring when they wear those colors to be seen and heard, right? That's what you want is you want to be validated as it's good to be seen and heard. You deserve it. Yes. All women deserve it. And, and as we, as I said to you, I don't discredit men because I know you also have male clients and, and of course, um, but you know, it's interesting yeah. in having that partnership with the hairdresser and the stylist, because my hairdresser is so brutally honest. You know, he said for years, um, after I had kids, my, my hair changed. Well, and my funny story is he knew I was pregnant when I told my husband, he knew cause my hair changed instantly the minute i got pregnant within weeks he knew that it was and i'm still mesmerized by that and fascinated but he was always honest going you know you need this your face is full and he's seen my weight go up and down and pregnancy and but to have that relationship to to be honest and and be open to it i think some women are like oh i think because i've always had this i must have short hair or long hair or you know bangs or and to have a partnership with someone that can help you it does change who you are. And I'm so lucky. And I know you're the same way about you. Hairdressers know everything about you and we care about you. And we, our goal is to make you look and feel the most beautiful. So if you know any hairdressers that, you know, you guys, whoever's listening, that they're really gifted on clothing. And I, I have a training program when I, so I got my colors done. I started adding this to clients, right? And my business doubled in two years. Like I started making money. But the part that was most fascinating is that people that knew me and all the networking things that we were doing didn't really want to work with me because I was just a hairdresser. Now I had a different service to add to that. I don't 
I don't have to become your hairdresser. I just help you have the pictures and the energy that you want to bring in the styles that reflect who you are, that fit into your color palette and your lifestyle. Your hair still has to fit your lifestyle. And some people are not good at it. So we can help you find the right hairstyle that you can actually do. Right. So that's that's a key component component. So anyway, when I got and so I decided to get trained to be a stylist, the owner of the company got very ill. I managed her business for two years. I made every one of these hand fabric fans. And then seven years ago, she sold me the business. See, I didn't wow. even want to buy the business. I didn't even want to get color typed. And now I think God's funny. Now I own the business. And what I did was that's up level the business. Right. So then I, I you know, worked and worked with somebody to help me create style guides. Well, so Patsy, but I want to bring up something you and I talked about. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking? So seven years ago, how old were you? You have a whole new career in addition to what you were doing that obviously talking to you, you're so passionate about, but what age were you? Because I think women think, oh, my forties, that's the but talk to me about your age when you made that purchase and, and that, because I think that's, you no. Know, if you're listening on the podcast, Patsy's beautiful mm -hmm. and looks fantastic, but I want you to lead into. Well, let me just tell you, I just turned 73 and I think people can do the math because age doesn't really matter today, right? Nobody yeah. really looks their age. Maybe they acted, but you know, I think that's the thing about but you and I probably would say 73 is not the 73 of our grandparents. Like I no, would never get through age of 73. I mean, I just want it. So, and I've close girlfriends. I, that I, are just, that I love sharing it because like, this is not what I thought I'd be doing at 73. And this is all I want to do. I want to change women's lives because it's so important. I'm here to tell you that you're beautiful. I found a verse in the Bible in, in song of Solomon and it, and it says, um, you're beautiful beyond compare, absolutely flawless. But yeah. we don't believe that as women because our culture, our environment, our families, and the fashion industry telling us we're not thin enough, not pretty enough. We don't do enough. You have to wear this to look good. What a bunch of bunk. It's all a bunch of bunk. And what I do is help you know who you really are, how to dress in your unique style once you discover your element, and help you be authentically yourself, right? Yeah. It doesn't have to be hard. Well, it doesn't have to be expensive. You say, there's <laughs> another line, Patsy, that I think you say that just, I mean, one of the reasons you inspire me is you say fashion is a look, not an age, size, name, brand, or price tag. And I wish more people yep. understood that, that it just, you know, as you said, women can be beautiful no matter what you look like. It's the confidence that you have your beauty. And I think that you exude yeah. that with talking about, I just, I love that you feel that way. And did you feel when you lost all the weight, you know, cause I, I do think people are beautiful in every size, every, I don't look like what I weigh, I'm sure. And my sister never did or whoever else, all my friends, most of my friends, but, um, you, did it change your perception of your inner strength and how you viewed oh yourself? Gosh. Yeah. You know what? I, I had such a fear of failure. When I found this 12-step program, I was almost afraid to go. I couldn't fail one more time at dieting. I got so tired of the roller coaster of up and down, up and down, up and down. And when I got to those that room, I realized it's not my fault. I have a food addiction. I love flour and sugar. 
I'm a sweet freak, right? But when I was willing to change my lifestyle and give up the things that sabotaged me my whole life, not knowing, because I didn't realize I ate over every life circumstances. And in the 12 step program, they help you walk through all that stuff. You get a sponsor, you get somebody to help you be accountable every day. They help you navigate, right? And you call people and say, I just want to slap my husband today. So I'm talking about it or writing about it, but I'm not eating over it. And it changed my life so much. I mean, in eight months, now I had to dress a chick with a, a waist. I didn't know how to do that. So I switched addictions and I became best friends with Macy's. Yeah. I, I have a great story. I, if, if we have time. So I got my weight off. I was a, I was a size 10, three weeks starting out at a, you know, and I just couldn't believe I I had the metabolism. Luckily that I lost about 10 pounds a month. I lost 11 pounds the first 11 days because I was a night binger and I would drink lots of wine. I was lonely. I was depressed, had no idea because I moved to a new area. And so I go into Macy's, you know, I'm in a size eight and I think, wow, so they tell us they don't they tell us not to even go shopping we would bring our clothes that we'd outgrown and bring to the back room and women would just take them home because you kind of went through the sizes quickly or shop at consignment stores or you know goodwill or whatever don't be buying a bunch of just buy some old jeans and you know you won't stay there so i'm in the yeah. store and i see these cute jeans oh my gosh they're the ones that had the bling on the butt you know that and i i thought i'm gonna try those things on i had some other things and so i'm trying them on and i thought they're so cute and i looked down at the price tag only what i saw was a size six i got such a stomach ache i could not get those pants off fast enough i left my dressing room a mess which is not my style and ran out of the store and i was headed to a recovery house for women to cut their hair but i had this stomach ache i didn't know what to do i called my sponsor she wasn't available i called somebody else they didn't answer and I said, oh, God, help me just to go there and cut hair without, you know, without thinking about this. And and so before I got there, my sponsor called back, hey, what's the matter? And I said, I told her what happened. She goes, I want you to go home and, and write this down right away. I said, I can't. She goes, when you get home, I want you to write this down. So I went to cut the women's hair. Somehow God let me set that aside. I still had the stomach ache. But I wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about what I, how I was going to serve these women. When I left and went home, I started writing. I, what happened? And as soon as I put down the pen, in my mind, I saw this big word, fear, jump up. Because yeah. I'd never been that small. The smallest ever was a size 12. And I thought, Really? And then this little voice, oh, you'll be a six for 10 minutes and then you'll be an eight. And then, like then, you know, this stuff that we do to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And and my stomach went away, my stomach ache went away. And I thought, oh, so that's, that's what's playing in the background of our subconscious. You're not thin enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not like, that is all bunk, right? But we have to transform what we think and what we believe by getting rid of the stuff that's in the way. And so that's what the 12 step program did for me. I would, in my mind, I could see this thin person. I could, I'd find her now and then, and then she'd go away. I'd lose weight. I'd keep it off for a little while. And then I'd gain some back. Life would happen. And I just got tired of the roller coaster. The 12 step program, how, Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous so how, is what and, and, changed my life. And 
So not, Patsy, yeah. not to dwell on, on um, because I think you're bringing up a great point. From what, sorry to age, but how old were you when you got to the weight you are? Like how, because to me, I think people, for, I think women really do forget we have milestones in our life. I think and I you was always probably. Yeah, I that was like that was like sixteen years ago. It, you know, I got it in the program. Then it took eight months to lose it. Then it took me five months to stop losing weight. And then I started. You know, it takes so your body. 50s, your body has to adjust. Yeah, in the early fifties, somewhere. Yeah. See, so that's. But I love hearing oh, that. Earlier than that, really. Yeah. But it's great because I feel like you've transformed like every decade, you know, whether it's been moving or starting again and starting, you know, buying a business, transforming your, your physique. That to me, I just, it's so inspiring because I think, you know, I always love that there's all these lists and I'm sure you see too, like top under, you know, top 20 under 20 or top 30 under 30. And I'm like, how about we talk about women over 50? who have literally created almost the better chapters of their lives. And I feel like Patsy, you've really done it. You've, you've really truly found a passion for yourself and your clients. Cause I think we we're hard on ourselves that we are, Oh, we're done by the time we reach a certain age. We're never done until we don't speak a word. (laughs) And then, you know, I just, I'm sure I'll haunt people, but, but I, but I do, I do feel that there's, we have so much life left. And I love hearing that this journey that you did, you know, all of it. I mean, I think Patsy, it's just incredible. Thank you. Yeah. And every, every woman has a journey It's whether you're willing to stay stuck in it or move forward or work through it. And, you know, you have to choose a path that's sometimes harder to go through, but the women that do that move forward Mm -hmm. and know that we're, you know, we can, we can do anything. If we're willing, right? And I think the part that I struggle the most with women is having them invest in themselves and work with me so they can get a foundation of this is who you really are. And this is when people really can see you. Do you want to be seen and heard and valued? Elevate your look and make more money. Like that's what happens. My clients make 20% more easily, right? They get compliments everywhere they go. They have a wardrobe. They wear everything in their closet, not the national 20% that most of us do. and so. It's up to, it's up to the women in the world to say, yeah, I want to, I want to work with her. I want to, I want to go to that class. I want to change my mindset because it's all integrated. We're very complex beings, right? Yeah. I know the lane I'm in here will change your life, save you money and time. And you'll feel like the woman you've always wanted to be, but you didn't know how to find her (laughs) just by changing your wardrobe. Well, and I think your hairstyle and wardrobe and coloring and, but I do think also you brought up something that I think women are sometimes fearful. We're afraid. Fear is such an almost like all consuming. And I feel that, you know, as we talk like, you know, her stories, my, my, I always bring up my kids, but they were so impressed because I wasn't afraid. What am I afraid? What am I going to fail on my own podcast? Like I just, their failure wasn't an option and, and fear was not an option. And that's where I think when women get over that, it makes you then can do anything, but just, you have to, and yes, of course, always, there's always something fearful, but to, to muddle through it and get through it. But it takes being confident. 
You, you have to be confident to move forward. You have to know that you are of great value, that you were made absolutely beautiful. And so the, the trick is, are you going to take, take your beauty and make it be your very best self? Are you going to take it to the next level? Or are you going to stay in the status quo? Because you're afraid. I'm here to tell yeah. you, we don't throw away all your clothes. We start with your tops because you're on TV or you're on Zoom or you're on stage or you're going to work a job. But when you start looking nice and people start going, gee, you look pretty today. Do you look nice today? Our energy does this, right? We, it just goes up because it's okay to be you. And, yeah. and I see, I see every woman as beautiful. I do. I even started a nonprofit where I help women in transition. I do the hair. I do the colors. I take them shopping. We have a storage unit full of beautiful clothes and the elements. And people keep giving me these amazing clothes. And I want them to go to that interview feeling beautiful and knowing that they can take on the world because they've already been doing the work emotionally, getting rid of the baggage, right? And we're all doing that. Whether we're in recovery or whatever we're doing, just for me, I didn't know that food addiction was, a, 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 you know, an addiction. I didn't have a no until I had moved to Santa Rosa. I didn't even know there was anything like, we just think a drug addict on the street. No, there's lots of addictions. Shopping is another one I had to, you know, wrangle in. Yeah. <laughs> now I help shop no, for you and I'm really great at it. But, but, but do you ever, um, <laughs> you know, you talked about it so openly about your childhood. Do you reflect some days and go, wow, I survived and thrived getting through the hardest stage, your, you know, wonderful, you know, marriage and your grandchildren, your children. Do you just look and go, wow, that little girl that had to work and help raise my siblings. I'm sitting here today. I'm in the happiest stage of my life surrounded by all this. Do you just sometimes, do you sit back and go, I did it. I'm, I still have so much more to do, but I did it. And I'm giving back to community and do you give yourself yeah. credit, Patsy, for how incredible you are? I do, but I really feel like it's the grace of God. You know, my relationship with the Lord is very close, and I can't do this by myself. I feel like he's the one that inspired me. He'd give me a download. Hey, you know, see if you can do this virtually, right? And this is the part that's most fascinating. I have, I have candidates in Canada, Paris, Portugal, South America, all over. Because I was willing to say, yes, I'll give this a shot. I'll try it, right? Mm -hmm. What did I have to lose, right? So it's like, oh, now I can, I I'm an international image stylist. Like who would have thought COVID was a gift for me? Because now yeah. I've served so many more women, so many, even men, especially people in business, especially entrepreneurs. We don't know that this is our new office. And if you don't look great, the first three seconds, somebody looks at you, they passed you by. They're looking at somebody else. What 100%. is it costing you? It's costing you a lot of money I, to not I, own your I own love beauty. it. And, and Patsy, I definitely want to make sure um, I'll highlight so people can find you and, and where to, to reach out to you because I do, you know, it's so true. You need to. And I think I learned, and I remember my parents saying this at my first job, I worked in DC in a lobbying firm. And I remember my dad said, oh, you know, said to my mom, go take her shopping. Because image is so important that she needs, I had to wear suits with, with, you know, at the time stockings. And, and my father said her first, she has so many minutes to make an impression seconds. She has, we need to give her the look 
You to are be so represented. blessed to have a great dad. That my dad was knew it. You were so blessed to have a dad that knew that. He knew. He said, "You have everything You're else. So lucky. You have intellect. You have everything else." He always said, "Intellect first, character first, intellect. Beauty's there to help the other part of your package." That's he just does. He was like, you know, because everyone's beautiful in their own way. But I, I was beyond lucky with my with my parents and fabulous sister too. Um, Patsy, I could talk to you forever. You know what? I'm That's just, what I, I admire about you. I admire this about you that you've got the courage to tell people's stories, let them tell their stories to inspire somebody else, to give them the courage to keep moving forward. You know, kudos for you, but like the fact that your dad, like, yeah. that's so no, beautiful that you were lucky so to have a family that did that for you. I think that all the time that that led into, you know, my father treated everyone equally. He'd, you know, Back in the time when no one did, I just remember he was such an advocate for everyone's rights and equality and just always had a good voice for everyone, the underdog. He just did. And I think that's part of, you know, as we talked about her stories, I want to tell the stories and I'm so thankful we were connected through this. Um, I'm so happy to share your story yeah, and promote like and then have people reach out to you, Patsy. But, mm -hmm. but as one, you know, I have one final question for you. What empowers or inspires you? What inspires me is when my clients say to me, Patsy, I truly feel beautiful now. I mean, it's the best gift I can have. If I can change your life for the better and make you feel beautiful, I've done my job. You know, that's what I'm here for, to leave a legacy, you know? Oh, Patsy. I can't even top what a beautiful sentiment. And I can tell by you and I are like, my eyes are watering talking to her. So if you can't see me, um, you know, and you're listening from a podcast, you know, you're inspiring Patsy. We met for a reason. I'm happy to know you and have you in my community, in my village. And I can't wait for other people to get to know you and reach out to you to help them find their beautiful self, no matter what. So it's been an honor talking Thank to you, you. and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to share your story. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, we just held hearts up to each other. Um, you, I will put all Patsy's information and it's been a pleasure and stay tuned for another episode of her stories coming soon.